Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around, and me and my co-host will show you exactly how it's done. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi, and I'm here with my co-host Emily Barnard. In Melbourne. Hi, Emily. Hello, Dr. Bibi. How are you? I am terrific. And how are you? Good. Yes, doing. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly, things are opening up. So、okay. we see light at the end of the tunnel a bit now. Yes, that's always good when you see the light、yes. at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So now let us set the energy of the next twenty some minutes together. Let's take a deep breath. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes for our listeners, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. Take another deep breath in, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let Your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine white light. And know that you are safe. All is well. And so it is. Okay, Emily and listeners. In the last two episodes, I introduced Freud's psychoanalytic theory,、mm-hmm. and according to him, there are three structures of our personality. So the it is the primitive and instinctual part of the mind that contains. Sexual and aggressive drives, and hidden memories. And I also mentioned that it only operates on the unconscious level, and it、yes. does not grow up. So the it never grows up. And then the ego is the realistic part of our personality, and the ego. It's also sort of like the id, that is also pleasure seeking.、Mm-hmm. So, as far as the ego is concerned, ego is also not interested about right and wrong. Okay, but the ego is the conscious, right? Ego operates on the three conscious levels. Oh, that's what we talked about last week. That's right. Exactly,、okay. the conscious level. The preconscious level and the 
unconscious level. Unconscious. Yeah. Right. And we also mentioned about, I use the analogy of the iceberg. Yes. Of these three conscious level. Yep. So we won't go too much into that. So basically conscious level is, is the large chunk of the tip of the iceberg and whatever that is above the water level that we can see. And yep. that is conscious level. Whereas right. the pre-conscious level is just beneath, sitting right beneath the conscious level where that water line is right beneath the ice. And we could yeah. still vaguely see it. And yes. the unconscious is totally submerged underneath the water where we cannot see. Way down there. Yeah. Right. Because for the whole iceberg is basically it's only 10% of the iceberg is above water that we can see. Majority right. of the iceberg is underneath the water. Now that we know what it is like and what our ego is like, today we're going to talk about the super ego. And the super ego operates as a moral conscience. Okay. We need Moral. super yes. ego. Exactly. Otherwise, yes. because the it is unconscious, the it is all about uh, impulses and needs and fantasies. And the ego, although it's more evolved from the id, it is also pleasure seeking. Right. Now, so we need something to balance that out. Well, exactly. So that <laughs> is what we call conscience. And that is coined by Freud, our superego. Super the superego emerges between the ages of three and five. So in other words, it's the moral compass of the personality. That's what I want our listeners to be aware of. The superego is upholding a sense of, guess what? Right, right. and wrong. And wrong. <laughs> exactly. Now, where, do, where did we learn it from? Initially, we learned all that from our parents. Our parents. Right. Yep. Caregivers. Mm -hmm. And later on, we also continue to learn it from schools, from other mentors, or anybody basically that we want to learn from because superego, according to Freud continues to grow over time. The superego can be too idealistic, meaning the ego does not care about right and wrong, but the superego cares too much to the extent oh. that the superego wants to be perfect. Right, okay. So it's a battle, a constant battle between the superego and the ego. Actually, the ego is the realistic part that mediates between the its desires and the superego's morals. I don't want listeners to perceive ego, our ego is bad. No, it's not bad. It's necessary. Okay. Right? If we don't seek pleasure then we don't want to work hard and earn money and buy a bigger house and drive a better car, right? True. Right. Yes. So that is all from That's ego. Right. Yeah, it's okay. all from ego. And we want to go on holiday. That is pleasure seeking. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with it. 
don't perceive the ego as good or bad. No, it's necessary.、Okay. And again, like our thoughts and our brain is there to serve us. Okay, so the ego just is. There's no good, bad, positive, negative. It's it's just there. Well, Emily, let me use the brain as an example again. I mentioned in one of the episodes that the brain's function is to think, and I do not want. The listeners to perceive our brain as good or bad, same as the ego, because、right. we can't blame the brain because it's the brain's function to think nonstop. To think, yes,、right? yes. So it's our it's again there to serve us. It's、right. up to us being the master of the brain. Then we can control. What thoughts we want to have and what thoughts we don't want to have. Same、okay. goes with ego. That's what I'm. Okay,、saying. that、okay. makes sense now.、Right. Yes. Okay. So, the super ego. When we cannot achieve what the super ego wants us to achieve, it punishes us by guilt, and we feel guilty. Now I mentioned ego has several functions, and one of the functions is to reality check, and another is to protect our self image, our self identity. I'm generalizing now. Quite a number of men tend to identify themselves with their jobs, with their careers. And career women also do the same. And if they lost their jobs, it will be a difficult and challenging time for them because they will ask themselves, "Then who am I without my job?" Right. That's my identity. I don't know what to do now, or, or like you said, who I am. Exactly. Therefore, at any time. If we feel that our identity has been threatened, may it be it's real or imagined.、Mm-hmm. Our defense mechanisms, like our ego, will come out and protect our self-image or our self-concept. Okay, Doctor Bibi, let's say a person loses their job, and as such, they. They feel like they've lost their identity because, let's say, this person has been working for twenty, twenty-five years. So they've they've really tied their identity into their job, their position, and they've lost that job. How would how would the defense mechanism show up? Can you give us an example of maybe how that person would react? Let's say you lie. That's when we lie. Because lying is also a form of denial. We not only lie to ourselves, but we also lie to others in order to distort the reality to overcome fear or other anxieties.、Oh, For example,、sure. if I got fired, yeah, that will immediately、yeah. bring shame and、yeah. fear, and then right, all sorts of fear. Oh. What would my family think of me now? 
that right. I got fired. So then mm-hmm. one of the defense mechanisms would be to lie. To lie. I didn't get fired. Oh. I was made redundant. Redundant. Or yeah. Some people will hide it and will continue to pretend that they have a job and they will still leave the house every morning. But they, instead of going to, to their office, they go to the library. So okay. that is one of the defense mechanisms. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. Right. So lying is one of the top defense mechanisms, I'm guessing. Yes, Emily, because lying is a form of denial and denial is a defense mechanism. Okay, so now let me circle back to the superego. Uh, to conclude, the superego is our moral compass because neither the id nor the ego is concerned about right and wrong. So that will be a good entry point for me to explain what I mean by higher self. In one of the previous episodes, I mentioned that we have two selves. One is our ego, which is always fear-based. And the other self is our higher self, which is love-based. The higher self is beyond the superego. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Higher self is a term associated with multiple belief systems, but its basic premise describes an eternal, omnipotent, conscious, and intelligent being who is one's real self. That means true self. Okay. According to Helena Blavatsky, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, (laughs) she was a Russian philosopher and a spiritual teacher. She formally defined the higher self as Atma, A-T-M-A. I will explain what that is. It's a Sanskrit word, and I will Hmm. explain what that means. Her definition of higher self is Atma, the inseparable ray of the universe and oneself, quote unquote. Atma, A-T-M-A, is a Sanskrit word that means inner self, soul, essence of an individual that is beyond identification. Okay. So we can't identify it. Well, Emily, if you mean that it is beyond visual identification evidence, then it's yes. That means we are, the higher self is the essence of us, of an individual. Of me. It's my essence. Yes. Yeah. We all have that. And the essence of an individual, according to Helena Blavatsky, is the inseparable ray of the universe and oneself. That means we are one with the universe. That's why it's called our higher self or our higher intelligence. Unlike our ego, our higher self is 
always love based. Therefore, like I said, we have two selves. One is the ego self, which is always fear based. Mm -hmm. And hopefully our listeners, including you, Emily, will now know that why ego is always fear based, because we have to protect our own identity, our own self image. So if we have healthy self-esteem, then the fear will be less. Now, if we have a low self-esteem, then our Mm. fear will be higher because we're much greater. Yeah. Constantly thinking that other people are there to attack us. Yeah, I get that. I've, I've struggled with self-esteem and I definitely can see that uh, just looking back that I always felt that people were looking down on me or, you know, people were talking about me or something. I always had these fears in my mind that something was going on that I didn't know about. (laughs) Exactly. When we talk about self-esteem, everybody's baseline is different. So did Freud, did Freud ever identify the higher self or did that come about after Freud? Well, I'm sure it's way before Freud. Okay. Like when we talk about spirituality, it's way, way, way before contemporary science because contemporary science, if I'm not mistaken, is less than 500 years old. It's not very old, no. So we cannot use something that is quite new to prove something that is so old. True. You cannot. So it's different concepts and theories. And therefore, I said we have two selves. One is the ego. Ego is always fear-based. And when you have fear, there is no love. It goes to like water and oil. oil. They cannot exist simultaneously. If the ego is always fear-based, Therefore, there is is conditional love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the other self is the higher self, which is a being. It's not Mm -hmm. matter. That being is always love-based. Okay. The essence then, the the being or the non-being, yes. Yes. So when when you hear, not just me, uh, maybe yourself, Emily, later on, or anybody else mention my true self, higher self, my essence, my higher intelligence, my soul, or even could be God. If if you have religion, if you think your God is Jesus, is Allah, is Buddha, whoever, then that is your higher self. That is love. Yes. Okay. I think I've got a bit of clarity on that now. Thank you. When I said earlier that the higher self is beyond the superego, because mm-hmm. the superego is still the ego. Don't forget, right? Right, right. <laughs> right. So the right. superego still has limitations, meaning when I said that the superego tends to be idealistic and wants to be perfect. Perfect. That means have unrealistic expectations of oneself Mm -hmm. and when Mm -hmm. we cannot achieve those expectations meaning let's say uh we ought to save all the poor in the world when we know that we cannot how can we right it's not possible right and when we don't 
and then we feel guilty. Now that is super mm -hmm. ego, which is not achievable. So the higher self will come in and say, we don't judge ourselves because the super ego still judges ourselves, right? Yeah. Okay. So, but the yeah. higher self does not. The higher it's self accepts the reality of us, meaning accepts the ego, accepts what the ego is, and is okay about it. Right. Because it's love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's unconditional. Unconditional. Might take some work, right? I mean, I think it's not something that comes naturally to everyone. To be honest, Emily, yes, needs practice, definitely. And in the future episodes, we will also talk about that, how we can practice. Well, Emily, we have been taught through religion or other sources. We believe that we are human being having spiritual experience. Actually, it's the opposite. We are spiritual being having human experience. Oh, therefore, it's so okay. painful. Okay, I've never heard of that. Heard that before. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when. If our audience is interested. We could also talk about that because it's also based on science now. I was going to say I would really enjoy, I think, discussing that in a future episode. Yeah. Okay, Dr. BB, that was really uh, informative. I think for me, I understand better the ego, the super ego, the id, and a little bit of the higher self. I'm looking forward to next episode. Okay, thank you, Emily. And I'm sure that in the future episodes, higher self will come up again. Since I use the holistic approach, and that is to help my clients align with their mind, body, and soul. Higher self. And next episode, we I am going to talk about the self-esteem. Okay. Everyone has self-esteem. The baseline of our self-esteem is different. And I will explain what self-esteem is and then probably will tie into defense mechanism. Okay. So until next week, listeners and Emily, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. Bye. podcast to be honest on apple podcast spotify and my website